Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to help support the ministry financially, you can give online or through our mobile giving app. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. In these days, amen? Amen, amen. Well, let's get into the Word today, and I'm going to ask you to pull upon the grace of God today as we transition from several weighty things, and uh, now we want to take some time and get into God's Word. If you're with me this morning, could I get an amen this morning? All right, now let's shift gears and focus and frame ourselves now to get into God's Word. Um, want to start a series called Traps and Tricks. Now, probably about seven, eight years ago, I did a series by the same title. I'm reworking that, so it's not, not the same thing, but it's a very, very important uh, thing and, and something that we need to come back to, even if I did verbatim of what we did years ago. How many of you this morning are Christians? How many of you are unashamed a Christian? And this is the safest place to raise your hand to, to, to say, okay, good deal. Um, Christianity is rooted in past events and future hopes. And I'll unfold that a little bit more in just a moment here. And so it's rooted in past events and future hope. But what we need is something right here in the middle, the present, the now. We need help now. We're going to find that the power that helps us in the now is totally connected to the, the past events and the future hope. Um, the capstone promise of the Old Testament, the First Testament, found five times in the Pentateuch and the, and the prophets is this. God said this. Right, get ready for this. God said, I will be your God and you will be my people. And that promise is so powerful. I mean, that sums it up. And we have a New Testament equivalent of it And it it would be this, and I'll just point to the screen here. You are never alone, and you're never without help. Go ahead and read that with me, if you would. You are never alone and never without help. And this is the result of God being God and being our God and us being his people. And you need to know this. God knows how to take care of what belongs to him. Amen. Now, believe it or not, you have an enemy of your soul. Come on, get with me now. Come on, I waited four weeks to get back here. (laughs) Believe it or not, you have an enemy of your soul. And he rages against this. He does not want you to know this. He does not want that to be revelation on the inside of you. Because I'm telling you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what is at hand, no matter what is on you, no matter what is going on, if you have that knowledge on the inside, you're going to be okay. Because you'll know, God saw this day, I'm never alone, I'm never without help, he will never leave me, he will never forsake me, he is my God, and I am his people. Amen. Amen. The enemy rages against that because he wants to deprive you of having that because that's where the power is for right now. So in order for that to happen, he also has to rob us concerning the past events. What do you mean? He wants to rob us of the idea and the knowledge and the belief of creation. 
and of a creator God. Think about what's happening in in media and even in education to somehow explain it a different way, to rob us of the past events of a creator and a creative God and and a powerful miracle-working God. Think about these events in the splitting of the Red Sea and and Passover and then a, a, a virgin conceiving and bearing a son and and God putting on flesh and living out a perfect life and teaching us the greatest lessons ever taught on this planet and then going to a cross to pay the price for the sins of all mankind being dead and then on the third day by the power of God being raised from the dead and a short while after that the Holy Spirit of God comes into the earth and empowers people and the church is birthed and the apostles walk in the power and light of God with miracles and signs and wonders and spread the gospel and then we're all commissioned to go and to do likewise and that's all based on past events. So look what happens in our current culture. We're told, there is no creator, it's evolution. And there's no way a virgin had a baby. And there's no way that a guy died on a tree and that somehow paid for the rest of us. And there is no Holy Spirit, just like there's no Casper the friendly ghost. And there's no way that a man could be raised from the dead. And see, what he's tried to do is rob us intellectually of a historical Jesus and a historical God and the truth of the past events that we draw power from today. Further, the enemy of our soul has to deprive us and rob us of the future hope. Did you know there's a future hope? Did you know there's a blessed hope? Do you know what the blessed hope is? It's the rapture of the church. It's a miraculous thing that in the twinkling of an eye, at a time that we do not know, the day, the hour, nor the season, we do not know, but we'll be taken out of here. That's all right. It happened. I was kind of hoping it would happen this last week a little bit. Really been hoping it might happen before the election. I had somebody tell me earlier, the problem with the election is one of them's going to win. <laughs> okay, enough of all that. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at me. God knows what time it is. He knew what time you were born and we were born for such a time as this. We've been chosen by God to walk this planet and represent the kingdom of God now. Are you, are you hearing me? God wants to show himself powerful, way more powerful than we're letting him even in our daily life. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to do everything in my power to stir us and stir us and stir us so that we can truly walk as people filled with the life, the presence, the spirit, the love, the light of God. We're going to be those people. So listen, there's all kinds of stuff out there that's like, wow, what if that happens? This happens. Listen, you just hold fast to this. He is our God, and we are his people, and he knows how to take care of what belongs to him. Amen? So this enemy of our soul, this enemy of our soul, he rages against this, and he works against past events. He's working against our future hope, and he's working against that awareness right now that I belong to God. I belong to God, and I'm never alone. I'm never without help, and God has a plan for my life, he has a plan for your life. And the enemy hates that. He hates it. 
Look at this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, and that means, that means a whole lot more than just don't drink a lot, okay? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, this word actually means uh, opponent and enemy, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Look at it in the Amplified Bible real quick. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and to devour. You know, today and as we watch the news, especially in the Middle East right now, and we watch that you know, there'll be a city and it's overtaken by ISIS. And then forces will fight and take that back. And you really need to pray and just not watch, but, but pray. And modern warfare, in a lot of modern battle today, it is done block by block. Because it ends up being urban warfare and, and how they have to do that. And it's, and it's extremely difficult, but a lot of modern warfare is block by block. But this spiritual conflict that, that is going on, it is done person by person, person by person. And when we come together like this, and we should, and the Bible says you better get yourself here all the more as you see these kind of things happening in the world. And as we come together, we feel encouraged and we feel strong and we, we sense the lift and the peace of corporate anointing and God's presence among us and never forsake that. I say it all the time. I believe it with every fiber of my being. Church days affect the rest of our days. And again, the enemy would like to rob you of that and get you, you know, scattered and too busy and everything else to keep you, keep you from doing that. But when we come together, something incredible happens. But the real battle, listen to me, the real conflict is fought person by person. Now look at this, and this is how the battle goes down. The battlefield is the mind. The battlefield is the mind, but the target and the treasure is the heart. Okay? Now think about this. The battlefield, right here, the four, five, six inches between your ears, because some of you all have bigger heads. The four or five inches, six inches between your ears, that's the battlefield. But that battlefield has to be conquered because the real target, the real treasure that the enemy of our soul is after is in the heart. Now, in order for anything to get into the heart, it has to go through the gates. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful what you're thinking so much on Scripture tells us that. And be, be careful what you are speaking. And when these get breached, when your eyes, your ears, your, your thinking and your words, when that gets breached, then now the target and the treasure that the enemy is after, he, he can now do something. Now watch this. The battle in the mind is to create conflict and chaos in the heart. So the battle is here. And we're going to learn more and more how to fight the battle right here. And as we battle this, then we can keep the enemy from overtaking and come down and creating conflict and chaos in our hearts. Here's some of the conflict. Here's, here's some of the chaos. Fighting, stress, strife, hate, fear, depression, addiction, anxiety, disorder, confusion, self-destruction, on and on and on. And what we find is, how did those things happen? Jesus tells us very clearly in the Gospels. Are y'all with me? 
Jesus tells us very clearly in the Gospels. He says, when you see this happen and that happen and that happen, when you see hatred, when you see lying, when you see all these other impurities and different things, he said, where is that coming from? It's coming from the heart of man. And good things, when we do good things for other people, where did that come from? It came from our hearts. And, and he said this also, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? It speaks. So, and Proverbs tells us, guard your heart because out of your heart, that's where life flows. And so we have to guard our heart, but the way we guard our heart is we're going to have to guard here. The battle is right here. Go ahead and point to it. Right here. The battle is right here. And we've got to fight it there. Let me illustrate real quick here. How many of you have any degree at all of insecurity or inferiority? Go ahead and lift your hand. Some of you all just had a breakthrough by lifting your hand, you know? <laughs> I did it in front of all these people. Can I, can I relieve all of you? We all do. And you know why we do? Because of things people said to us or didn't say to us. Things that people did to us or didn't do to us. And what happened? It got in through our eyes, through our ears, through our mind, through our mouth. I'm no good. I'm not as good as them. I can't do this. I don't have that. And and what happens? It breaches the gates and it gets down into our heart. And then what comes back, back up out of our heart? Inferiority, insecurity. And that's just, that's just one. And there are much more heinous things that, that happen. And so we have to guard and fight this battle in the right way. The thief comes, John tells us this, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And look at me, that's the only reason he comes. He says the thief comes only to steal, kill, destroy. That's his sole purpose and goal. But I want to remind you that that is in the context of the good shepherd. And he said, I, I lay my life down for you. And he said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might live it out to the full. Can the church give a good amen this morning? Now, we put our confidence in God and God is greater. Everybody say God is greater. greater. And we put our confidence in God and he is greater, but still we cannot afford to be careless. The enemy cannot just overwhelm you. He cannot just overtake you. He can't just seize and possess your mind and your heart and your life. He cannot just do that. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I could, the scripture is replete with the power and the overcoming power that we have as the people of God. So the enemy cannot overwhelm you. So he must do this. He must set traps and he must play tricks. And that's our title. Traps and tricks. Say it with me. Traps and tricks. And and let me remind you of this. The the enemy is not creative. So typically he's going to try to do the same thing again and again and again. How many of you have patterns in your life? Come on. It is almost predictable where you will have issues if we just look at your history. And the enemy has found where he can easily breach, where he can easily um, trap you, trick you. And And sadly, he successful at doing it over and over again. I remember back in like second or third grade, boys and they're goofy and we do things like this. Monkey say, huh? You go, huh? Yeah, I got you again. I think it was third grade on a dare. I raised my hand. Teacher said, Timmy, I went, Monkey say, huh? She said, huh? 
And the whole class laughed. And I don't know if she got it right or not, but I was immediately asked to go to another room. <laughs> Miss Harper, our principal. But here's, here's the real point. We get, you know, five times a day, our, my buddies would pull that on me or I'd pull that on them. And see, that's the thing with the enemy. He's pulling the same stupid tricks, setting the same stupid traps, and we're falling for them over and over again. Now, quickly, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Lest Satan should took, take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Look at this. When we are ignorant of his devices, when we're not aware, when we're not informed, he can take advantage of us, okay? He can't just overwhelm us, but he can trap us and trick us. And if we're not aware, if we're ignorant of his devices, he can take advantage. The inverse is true, and here's the good news. When we are aware of his devices, when we know that he likes to use that left uppercut, we've watched the films, we've studied, we're ready, we're aware, we're informed, then in that case, he's not going to use that on me. So when we are aware, he cannot take advantage of us. Amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God. And folks, you better put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able, look at this, that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes, the traps, the tricks of the enemy and anything that he would throw your way. So the enemy has traps and tricks. Here it comes now. And what we're going to work on is we want to be aware and avoid. And many of you are already caught in a trap or a trick, and we're going to find out how to escape and how God helps us with that. Now, for any of this to work for the enemy, there must be some degree of cooperation on our part. Think about it. If you catch a fish, the fish has to bite. Y'all still here? Somebody's got to take the bait. Somebody's got to step into the into the trap. Somebody, somebody's got to get close enough. There has to be some degree of cooperation for that to happen. So the biggest issue, and this is the takeaway for today, the biggest issue is the issue of proximity. Everybody say proximity. And it has to do with nearness, how close you are or, or away from something that you are. It's very important that we understand proximity is largely the problem. I've shared this little story with you before a little boy is getting into the pantry and he gets the uh, cookie jar and as he takes the cookie jar lid off and it's ceramic you know I'm imagining it here and his mom hears him and so she calls out to him let's just say his name is Timmy (laughs) Timmy what are you doing in the pantry to which he replies I'm fighting temptation now, how many of you know that's not going to go well? You know, what is your temptation? What, what are the things that pull on you? You know, if it is, and let's go real light on this, what if it's chocolate chip cookies? What if you know I have got to stop eating those cookies? Then stay off of aisle eight at the grocery store. You're walking, looking at all. Hallelujah. And you're... And they get on the intercom, he's here again. <laughs> Security. You got to stay away. Hebrews tells us that the sin so easily besets us. It clings to us. It, it, we get entangled in it. You've got to stay away from it. Listen to this. If you stay on the sidewalk, you won't get sand spurs. 
You'll never get stuck in the mud if you drive on the pavement. You with me? I never get into fights in bars. Did y'all hear me? Now, don't walk out of here and say, Pastor goes to bars, but he never fights. <laughs> go a little deeper with me here. I don't get into fights and bars because I don't go. I've never been robbed or beat up in a drug deal gone bad. <laughs> do, you get the, do you get the point? Yes. If you just stay away, just stay away. You know, I, I actually, our neighbors growing up, they had a, a German shepherd on about a 20, 20 foot chain. And I knew just how far to, I'd irritate him all the time. But I knew just how far to stay away. But I'm telling you, stay away. Keep your distance. Look at this real quick, and we're going to wrap up this morning. Proverbs chapter 4. Do not, and I'm going to go rapid fire and give you a principle that's going to help you here. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And do not walk in the way of evil. Verse 15. Avoid it. Everybody say avoid it. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Proverbs 5, 8. Remove your way far from her. Who's her? Her could be chocolate chip cookies. Her is whatever it is that might would be that thing that the enemy constantly tries to trap you and trick you with. Remove your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Let's look further. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Here's the principle. You ready? The long way is better than the wrong way. Say it with me. The long way is better than the wrong way. You got to avoid the refrigerator, avoid the refrigerator. You got to avoid the computer, avoid the computer. You got to avoid the TV, you got to avoid them, you got to avoid that part of town. I've told you this before, I didn't have time to tell the earlier service. We had a single mom in our church years and years ago, and she struggled with alcohol. And when she'd come to the church, she said she kept getting caught at the light from the direction she came. She kept getting caught at the light right by the liquor store on, on 200. And because of all of her background and what she was dealing with, she'd be stuck at that light, and there it is. And she said, I would sweat. My mouth would water. She said, I'm thinking all kinds of things that I'm trying to get to church. And years and years ago, I taught this principle, the long way is better than the wrong way. And she caught me after, after church a few weeks after that. And she says, you owe me. I said, for what? She goes, extra gas money. And she told me the story and worth it. Because by going another way, by going another way, she didn't have to go and look and sit by that. And I'm telling you what, proximity is a big, big issue. Stay clear. Keep your distance. I'll tell you this real quick. I was probably about fifth grade. I grew up in Leesburg. Leesburg was a wonderful place to grow up. And um, we went to the Lake County Fair in Eustace. I drove past the fairgrounds not too long ago, and I was amazed how small it is. When I was growing up, it was massive. And uh, we were at the fair, and I told my parents, I want to walk around the fair by myself, fifth grade. And my mom said, all right. And then she got down and gave me all her list of do's and don'ts and be careful of this and all that. And then so she gave me $5. And back then, that was a lot of money. So I had my little hang tin shirt on. 
tucked into my Sears tough skin jeans. And I put my $5 in there and I started walking around the fair on my own. And I'm walking up the midway and they've got all the booths where, you know, you can win mutated looking stuffed animals and, and things. And I'm walking along just looking and all of a sudden I hear this guy, hey, you, kid. Me? Yeah, you, hang 10. You got any money? Yes. You look like a winner. I do. And he said, come over here. You're going to win. You're a winner. And when I'm using that accent, I'm not mocking anybody here. Okay, I just. Come over here. You're going to be a winner. Come on, kid. Come on, you're a winner. You got money. You're going to win it. And I felt myself being pulled by, pulled by this. And all of a sudden I said, I've, I've got to go be with my mom. You got to keep your distance. And you know what? When I ride back at mom in my tough skin jeans, I still have $5. All right? Come on. I've got it with me today. No, I don't. Let's close with this. Psalm 124. Psalm 124. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken And we have escaped. Our help, everybody say, my help. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I'm always struck by this. If he made heaven and earth, he can help me overcome the traps and the tricks of the enemy of my soul. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right. We're going to dive right back in next week on this. Don't forget we have church on Wednesday nights. We have a little saying around here, Wednesdays are worth it. And Pastor Lee's going to be teaching a powerful message on Wednesday. I'm going to hop back into the Wednesday rotation starting in in August. In two weeks, Alicia's going to do a two-part series on Wednesday night on the power of your words. And um, she was sharing with me the other day, this is just so powerful. We're living in a day that every time you can get here, get here. And when you can't get here, use the apps, use the computer, use whatever way you can. We have to stay well-fed and well-hydrated in spiritual things because of what's going on in the earth today. Stand with me if you would. I want to pray over you and we'll be dismissed. And then I'll greet you out front. But listen to me real quick. Listen to me. I said this earlier. God knew when you were born, he knew what was going to be happening on this earth. And he's equipped us with the power of his word, with the power of his spirit. And, and, the, and just the sheer force of being a part of the family of God. And I want to challenge every one of you, listen to me, red, yellow, black and white, old, young, whatever. I want to challenge you, walk in love. Walk in light. Determine that you're going to be a blessing. Determine you're going to be a part of the solution. You're not going to be a part of the problem. Be an influencer. Influence people for good. I fully believe in my heart we're going to see some good things happen because evil once again has overplayed its hand. And people are disgusted and people are put out. And the God didn't like that and I didn't like that, but I certainly don't like how people have tried to handle it. And I believe that God's going to give wisdom and God's going to raise up people in all communities. And we are going to be found to be walking in light and walking in love and in the power of God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.